time now for the quote of the week. First, I'll give you a little context. Two of the most uncomfortable facts, I think, that most in business and government are reluctant to acknowledge are, one, any thought that opening trade and business with China and Russia would result in the liberalization of those countries has been proven wrong. Well, actually, dead wrong, with the emphasis on the word dead when it comes to human rights abuses, Uyghur concentration camps, and Russian atrocities in Ukraine. And two, doing business in China and Russia hasn't just failed to liberalize those countries, it's actually financed their military including the invasion of Ukraine and China's police state and their assault on human rights. And no sign it bothers some companies, at least, companies like Apple, who have been accused of turning a blind eye to companies using slave labor to produce some of their supply chain component parts. In December, by the way, it was revealed that despite the blatant human rights abuses, remember all the spotlight on <clears throat> the Uyghur genocide at that point? Well, Tim Cook and Apple signed a secret $275 billion deal last December, as I said, December, with China's Communist Party. Which brings me to the quote of the week by Kyle Bass, Chief Investment Officer of Heyman Capital. And he's got an acknowledged expertise in China and global affairs. In 2019, he received the Foreign Policy Association Medal for Responsible Internationalism. So think of this when you look at your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac, in quotes. Apple is hiring engineers away from its Western suppliers to help Chinese state-owned Yangtze Memory Technologies Corporation meet its iPhone specs and therefore displace Apple's Western suppliers. Yangtze Memory Technologies got into the memory chip market through heavily state uh, funding. This is no doubt the result of Communist Party pressure on Apple and Tim Cook, but he's working hard to under undermine U.S. national security for a few more dollars in profits for shareholders. This mirrors what happened with Huawei many years ago when foreign companies helped Huawei to meet their specs, and they got hooked on China's price, not to mention stolen Western IP to help rapidly scale Huawei's business. U.S. companies, especially Apple, should not be allowed to repeat this horrible, miscalculated mistake and help to scale Yangtze's Memory Technology Corporation's business and displace Western companies in the process, end of quote. You know, at some point, we're going to have to have a close examination of doing business in China. Obviously, that's already happening in Russia. And you see so many companies having to react to the invasion of Ukraine and withdraw, and they lose a lot of money doing it. But I don't see how that's not coming to China. And I think all of us, though, have something to do in this regard. I don't run a company, but I can certainly say I'm going to start figuring out where the products I buy are produced. Time now for the shocking stat of the week. And it's a straightforward one. As we've chronicled on Money Talks for well, the last two months, the central banks want to get interest, uh, rather get inflation under control, not only with increasing interest rates to reduce demand, but they also want to reduce asset prices, specifically in stocks, in order to impact what's called the wealth effect. That's when people see the price of their house or stocks go up, they actually feel wealthier and hence they're likely to go out and spend more. We featured the statement by Bill Dudley, former president of the New York Federal Reserve, several times in order to give you a warning. He said in quotes, one way or another to get inflation under control, the Fed will need to push bond yields higher and stock prices lower. That's certainly happening and in many cases to a shocking degree. Few examples. Rivian Automotive's market cap peaked at $153 billion, and that was shortly after it went public last November. It's since dropped 88%. I was mentioning this with Michael. 
now valued at $18 billion. Wow. So far, Netflix is down 72% this year. Shopify down 77% this year. PayPal down 60%. Even blue chip stocks like Amazon, well, it's down 37%. Google's down 22%. Of course, that looks awfully good compared to Peloton, down 90%, but you get the idea. Last year's high flyers are getting killed in many instances, including the bull market darling ARC, which has now given up all the gains it made in the last four years. So what's my shocking stat? If all of that is not shocking enough, it's the cumulative impact of the market declines. The stat, $35 trillion lost in market valuation since the beginning of this year. And that, by the way, doesn't include non-financial assets like housing but does include uh, some of the huge losses uh, in crypto. But that represents about 14% of all global wealth gone, which is starting to rival what happened in 2008. That was 19%, but that also included housing. So we're probably closer than it looks. But 14% of all global wealth has been evaporated. And that is going to have some significant impact. Well, it probably already is. Time now for the Goofy Award. And sometimes the word goofy is totally inadequate to do justice to the story. That's the case this week where we specifically delve into the rationale for enacting the never-before-used Emergency Act in response to the truckers' convoy. I mean, it's the greatest restriction on individual rights and freedom since the federal government invoked the War Measures Act back in October 1972. Think about this. A total of 230 people were arrested, most charged with mischief, 7.8 million in bank and credit accounts belonging to convoy sympathizers were frozen, which is an unprecedented abuse of personal property rights. I mean, the principal rationale offered by the federal government was that the powers were requested by law enforcement. As the excellent Blacklocks reporter notes, Public Safety Minister Mendocino stated at least 11 times that Cabinet was acting on police advice. For example, on February 28th, He stated, in quotes, we have had to invoke the Emergency Act, and we did so on the basis of nonpartisan professional advice from law enforcement, end of quote. Testifying before the Commons Committee on April 26th, that recently, he said, in quotes, we invoked the act because it was the advice of nonpartisan professional law enforcement, end of quote. On April 28th, he said, It was only after we got advice from law enforcement that we invoked the Emergency Act. So you got that. So let's fast forward to the testimony this week by Brenda Lucky. She's RCMP commissioner, and she was testifying before the Special Joint Committee on the Declaration of Emergency. Now, Senator and former Ottawa Police Chief Vernon White asked in quotes, We've heard multiple times from ministers and others that the Emergency Act and the tools provided were specifically requested by police leadership. As a law enforcement agency with primacy for national security, did you ask the government or representatives for invocation of the Emergencies Act? Commissioner Lucky, no, there was never a question of requesting the Emergencies Act. Senator White followed up with, in quotes, so you never asked for it. Did you know of any other uh, police leadership that specifically asked the government for the invocation? Commissioner Lucky, in quotes, no. Come on, even the most cynical among us has got to be, I think, shocked by the continual revelations of misreporting, misleading statements, outright lies regarding the truckers' convoy. 
including, though, this invocation of the Emergency Act, which suspended individual rights, like property rights, no charges needed, no proof, no recourse, was wrong. It wasn't requested by police or the RCMP. I mean, this is on top of so many other aspects that have been reported that have been completely uh, dismissed, including who funded it. No, it wasn't foreign funding. That canard has been thoroughly disproved. Now, I appreciate there are many people in Canada who are casual about individual rights and freedom. And ironically, in a free society, that's their right. Many prioritize political allegiance over just about, well, anything else, including integrity. I just want you to know I'm not one of them. you got to ask yourself, are you? That's all the time we have this week. But just another reminder, if you can help with the Special O Auction, Special Olympics, it's for the golf tournament taking place June 21st out at Mayfair Lakes. If you could help with a sponsorship, please step up. Please give us a hand. You can get all the information you need at mikesmoneytalks.ca. And in the meantime, go out. Have a terrific week.